0: Hello and welcome to the song inside, where we go inside people's stories to discover their songs. I'm your host Dietrich Rodman Struck, piano goddess and song goddess, and I'll be walking people through this journey to find the songs hidden within themselves. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the song inside. It is a gorgeous day in Brooklyn, New York. And on the line with me today, I have Sonia de los Santos. Hi, Sonia. Hi, Didri. How, How are, are you? you, Jinx? <laughs> you go first. How are you? Hi. No, you go first. <laughs> you look great. Good. You've been I'm good. I'm good. like out touring and what have you been up to?
1: I was touring for, um, for a little while, you know, uh, summer and then the beginning of the fall. And then I stopped like, uh, like a month ago and then, or yeah, like three weeks ago. And then I went to Mexico, uh, for 10 days and it was really fun. Uh,
0: did you go to your hometown or other places? I didn't go to my hometown. It was
1: like a trip more with my friends, um, and uh, but I will go to my hometown and see my family in just a couple of weeks. For
0: Nice. And that's Mexico City. <laughs> um, So I went to Mexico City and to Playa
1: del Carmen. Uh, near oh, Car- nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now I will go uh, in December, uh, the end of December, I will go to Monterey, Monterrey, which is mm. my hometown where I'm from. My mom lives there. And then I'm going to central Mexico to a town called San Miguel de Allende. That's where my dad lives now. So I,
0: I have seen that there. show brought up on HGTV on island hunters because a lot of people are looking for beach homes there. <laughs> Sounds mm-hmm. like, is it becoming a popular place?
1: Well, it's not, uh, San Miguel de Allende is not a beach place, but Playa del Carmen is. Okay.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. And um, you. Put out an album recently. I I usually don't jump into talking about the music this quickly, but I just because I haven't seen you in a while. I will let people know that Sonia and I work together on the Carnegie Hall Lullaby Project, and she has this amazing album Esperanza, which is for families, obviously for everyone, but and a few other albums. And I love listening to it. It's so full of joy, and. I don't know, multicultural singing and instruments and I don't know anything about music from Mexico or anything like that. So it sounded to me like there were so many different rhythms and types of songs and I just feel completely ignorant. So can you walk me through a little bit on your albums what some of the different styles are?
1: Sure. Um well, the music that we that we make it's it's rooted in 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 the Folk traditions, musical folk traditions from Latin America. I am originally from Mexico, so there's some of that, obviously, a lot of that. But not only from Mexico, you know, there's also rhythms from other parts in Latin America, like Colombia and, and Peru and Argentina, and, you know, just different different rhythms, different styles uh, within those countries, too. Right. Um, so that's kind of the inspiration for for the style of music we play.
0: Yeah, I was interested to know on your albums how you're able to capture this sound of it sounds like live you know what with all the people singing and it has a really big sound but I'm guessing you didn't record everything live
1: no (laughs) not at (laughs) all um you know I I like music that feels pretty organic it's all um you know the music that's in our albums it's pretty much all uh, just real instruments, acoustics. There's not a lot of electronics or a lot of big effects or anything, so that's why it kind of sounds like people in a room together, yeah. Uh, even though sometimes you know, sometimes we do record like bass and drums together mm-hmm. or like, horns together or like some people singing together to a mic,
0: yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, we 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 track obviously, right, um, <laughs> separately.
0: When you were growing up, was there a lot of music in your house? There was informally.
1: um, You know, my mom loves to sing, and I first started singing with her uh, at home, just, you know, cooking, doing anything in the car, you know, after (laughs) dinner. It was a very musical house. No one did it professionally, but my mom and her mom, my my grandmother, and um, her brothers, a couple of her brothers, sang and played guitars. So it was like a family thing. After dinner, bring out the guitars. Very bohemian. In that way. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I I started. You know, I, I realized I, I like to sing uh, very you know very young, and they they were like, yeah, you you yeah, you can sing in tune, and, and, and let's, let's see if you like it. And then after um, you know when I was in. I guess high school, I started taking singing lessons and and kind of taking it a little bit more seriously and
0: that's that's how it started. right. When did you move to the states? How old were you? I moved in the year
1: 2005 um, and I was 23. I was just oh. out of
0: college. A hey, little baby. <laughs> a funny. young a young person in the city of New York yeah. a suitcase wanted- and a guitar and a dream <laughs> totally
1: yes exactly that it was yeah I mean I wanted to come study here I wanted to do musical theater actually um and I know you're also a theater person you like theater so and you write some <laughs> theater songs to musicals so Um, yeah, when I was 18, I was like, I want to go to New York and just study musical theater. And my parents were like, nope, you're not going by yourself to another country.
0: (laughs) Dang it. Parents, parents always like being protective and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It was,
1: it was actually a good idea because I went to college. I studied, uh, communications major. I went to college, finished college, um, with honors. (laughs) Of course. I yes say, because I worked hard yeah and and then you know I continued to do theater there in school and and work singing yeah. I started working singing places and then I moved here after college right
0: um, I love that you started singing with just sort of casually with your mom and grandma though because that's something we talk a lot about in lullaby is how a lot of what happens you know people are saying well we're not singers like It just can be so informal like around the house you're making dinner you're singing a song you're brushing your teeth you're singing a song and sort of dispelling this myth that songwriting has to be this super formal thing
1: totally yeah it was for me it was just part of life you know part of life it didn't have to be perfect it Mm -hmm. just had you know, what it was, and fun, and learning new songs, and I I think I learned how to sing in harmony with my mom, just trying to, with, like, you know, she couldn't really, she's not trained, but she couldn't explain, but she would say, "Eh, hazme la segunda voz, like, do the the second voice, and I was like, okay, so do I go higher, (laughs) Just like trying to, and then when I started uh, singing lessons, I was like, oh, all right. That's what she meant, you know? Right. I
0: like thinking of that as the second voice. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes. The second voice. Yeah. Well, sometimes yeah. people think of melody as the, I don't know, want to say superior, but the more mm-hmm. important voice mm-hmm. and the harmony is secondary. But mm-hmm. saying the second voice to me makes it sound like it's just as important somehow. Uh-huh. There's a voice and yeah. a second voice and we're just. Singing together. together. Well, that's, we've worked awesome. together on lullaby, and that's been really fun. And I, when did you get started doing the, these albums for kids and families?
1: I started, well, my first album, I started recording it in 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in 2015. Uh, the name of it is Mi Viaje de Nuevo León to the New York Island. Uh and it was just like the beginning of the story i guess yeah. i I played for years with with Dan' Zanes and friends. um I started in two thousand and seven and um you know, for those of you who don't know it it's uh Dan plays uh music for families, he's a folk artist incredible, and I was so lucky to be in his band, um, and starting in 2007, and, and, you know, that's kind of, like, where the inspiration came, uh, to, from, to do, to do music for families, but just, you know, sort of different, uh, rooted, obviously, in Latin America, and, and, and also, like, in the influences here, because I live in the States, and, and there, you know, I'm surrounded by musicians from other parts of the world, too, and the, the music from here, so, Um, that, that album was the the beginning of that Mm -hmm. story saying, you know, I came from this place and I'm here and
0: this is the music that
1: inspires me.
0: Right. And I love all you, I've just started, I kind of dork out on artists before I interview them because I do, I want to go and check everything else. I was watching your videos and everything's so colorful and it really makes me want to just be part of that world. I think you should write a musical. (laughs) Have you ever thought about writing a musical for our families? Because uh, your music would lend itself perfectly. Yeah, I haven't because I, ha- I have no idea how to do it. <laughs> um, I think you totally would because all you would need is you just take what you said, like your story, and it's mm-hmm. about New York and it's just about you and meeting all these different musicians and all you would need was, like, a little bit of narrative. You know, maybe you lose your guitar or something. You go on a quest. I don't know. (laughs) You go on a quest to find it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I guess, granted, my recent listening of family music is not extensive because my kids are a bit older now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like there are not that many people doing – what you're doing doing albums in spanish for families that really are accessible to everyone what do you think
1: i think um there there is some really good music um in the in you know in spanish for families um i think it's more recent mm-hmm. um like i would say in the last 10 years it's when that started even when i started playing with dan i feel like there wasn't a lot in Spanish, which mm-hmm. which was part of the reason why that inspired me yeah. to start, right? Um, but there's now there's a lot of music. Um, I would say, comparing to to the other styles of music, mine is a little bit more folky mm-hmm. than um, than a lot of it's what's out there in Spanish. That's a little bit more pop, or not all of it, but just in right. general. In general. Yeah. Um, but there is some incredible music now and um, it's some of it, it's more geared towards children. Some is, you know, completely more educational. And I think mine is a little bit more in the family sort of right. all ages music. Well, and I um, guess
0: we all owe sort of a debt to Dan Zanes because of that, because I feel like he's one of the first people that I knew about being in the New York sort of family music scene with the itty bitties of doing music that that parents enjoyed and sort yeah. of like dispelling this myth that kids music has to be really pared down and Barney the dinosaur and all this that it can just like family music is just good music like period you know
1: yeah totally no and I think you guys did that too with itty bitties so Well, it was
0: really fun. It kind of felt like maybe when you started your albums too, it felt a little bit, you know, 10, 15 years ago or whatever, sort of like this golden era of children's music where people were starting to think of it in a different way and just saying, we don't have to think of it so much as we're just going to teach you the letters and numbers. (laughs) But like, we just want to make good music that sounds interesting with different instruments and that can also be educational. We don't have to spoon feed everything, right?
1: And tell stories that yeah messages that are important to the songwriters, and that we think are important these days for for families too. Yeah, you know, but that's that's kind of how I see it.
0: Do you intentionally or unintentionally try to walk the line between bringing up? Issues about, say, immigration or things we've seen in Lullaby Project, like economic disparity. Is that a goal of yours in family music to sort of bring that in in some way? Or is it just like you want to make good music that's hopeful?
1: I think it's both. I think I I walk the line of, you know, just feeling what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, migration is a common just to take one of those mm-hmm. themes. You know, it's a common theme in my albums. You know, there's a first song I ever wrote for this project is the Lago Londrina, the swallow bird. And it just tells a story of how I learned about swallows and just kind of like mirroring into my own story, migrating mm-hmm. from Mexico to here. Um, there's song about the monarch butterflies in my second album. Um, and and in this last album, I mean, there's there's different songs that talk about migration but then I have like this land is also mine that talks about it from a different point of view I don't know if you got a chance to hear it but um it's you know it's in response to a hateful comment yeah um, and and it's just you know it's very personal I think just like writing from that place but it's so universal so that you know there's so many of us here who have migrated from from other parts of the world and and are trying to do their best. And, and, you know, it's just a way of saying I am here. Right. Hey, get to know me. I'm good. I'm not that bad. I'm just trying to do good here. So yeah. um, Just be in my shoes for a little bit. And I think that, you know, those, those things are, are important too, for, for children. And and there's children who feel discriminated in school. There's bad comments for kids. So I think they can connect to it in that way and, and start a conversation with their families.
0: I really like that. I like just the sentiment of I am here and see me and that is enough because I feel like, you know, kids are, are born without bias. So if they can just hear and see themselves in the music and other kids can see, you know, friends that maybe didn't grow up in the same neighborhood as them or maybe don't speak the same language and that child's saying, hey, I'm here. And they're saying, oh, great, I'm here. It it seems like such a simple concept that's so hard for us adults to grasp sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) just seeing the other person walking in their shoes for a minute that's it like we're not asking for you know the world (laughs) just see me I'm here
1: no and, and I think we've been fed sometimes um you know stereotypes and it works both ways you know Sometimes I would see a person, I would automatically, because of what I've gone through, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, they're not going to like me. Of course they, right. they won't, you know, or like, and 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 it's so unfair. It's so unfair both ways. And yeah. I think there's just a better way of looking at things and just trying to put that into into song somehow and make it, you know, so that families can, can listen to it and yeah. talk about it and, and see how they feel and hopefully be better in any, or feel better. Yeah.
0: Well, you've always inspired me because whenever I see you or we work together, I feel like you're sort of intrinsically this hopeful person (laughs) and that's hopeful and it's really coming from this authentic place. It's not a fake, like, hey, how are you? Like fake cheerfulness. It just, for whatever reason, you've taken all these experiences in your life and I feel like you're able to really put back out into the world this kind of sunshine and light and hope and positivity that I always find really inspiring, the authentic nature of your hope. Oh, thanks,
1: Deidre. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, just, yeah, I'm living one day at a time. I, I know. I, they, you know, sometimes are like, oh, you're always smiling. And and I actually, I, well, we can talk about this later, but I put it in my bio that my mom said that I was born with, with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> and... and And I'm like, yeah. I mean, sure. I don't smile all the time. I I smile a lot, but I have pretty low moments too. uh, Of course. Where I'm not that hopeful. And I'm like, this is
2: not what
1: we're doing. Uh, But I do try to to put on my my best foot forward. And and in the work that we've been doing with Lullaby too, I feel like we have to show up. You know, just right. I mean yeah, not being fake or anything, but, but, you know, show up and, and try to, to bring the best. Right. So that we can also bring the best out of other people. Right.
0: Um, Yeah. I think that it's also just being authentic because it's not like we're fake and smiling all the time, but people can sense, I think it just goes back to what you're saying. Like I am here, you're just showing up saying, I know that There's stuff going on in the world, but I'm just going to be present. I'm going to be present and try to bring music to the environment. And uh, I feel definitely like I'm better for having listened to your music. And I want to share our first song. I want to share Alegria with the listeners. So anything to say about this?
1: Yeah, so Alegria is that one song. Alegria means joy. Joy, right. Okay. And I actually wrote that song, um, thinking, you know, because you know, with that anecdote that mm-hmm. my mom told, me, yeah. I was born with a smile on my face, and I was like, "What? That's that's great." I I I kind of want to keep that, you know, like right. just thinking, using it, uh, just to, you know, using it in any situation where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I could think. I could just think. Well, I was born with a smile on my face <laughs> and I can always go back to that. Like I mm. know that in me yeah, and that can bring me, you know, back to light and back to life and back to a better place right away. Um, right. And so that's, that's why I wrote that song. And <sighs> that's why I, every time I sing it, I'm like, just think about something that makes you happy. And like, you can always yeah. go back to that memory.
0: Oh, I love that. So I'll invite the listeners actually to just take a second. They're going to think of something that brings them a happy memory. And then we're going to take a breath, and I'm going to play Alegria. <laughs> It's Yeah, I love how they're just like singing at the end. They just keep singing. <laughs> That's so fun. <laughs>
1: they just keep going. They just keep yeah. going.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's catchy. Also, I love hearing the brass and the low brass, the tuba, just yeah. this like boom, 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 like really yeah. propels the music. That is so fun. That song.
1: Thank you. Yeah. We are
0: gonna hope that people have an earworm. Now they just sing that all day. Yeah. It's impossible <laughs> not to sing. <laughs> it
1: happens. It happens. I've heard of people singing that song all day after hearing it.
0: So, what's your process when you're writing songs?
1: Um, it's different all the time. Obviously, like there's there's no template for it. Um, this one was. <clears throat> excuse me. This one was. um I don't know, I just had that story in my mind and I kind of started writing writing words and it came pretty quickly. But others are, you know, yeah. <laughs> it took a long time. Uh, start with an idea, sometimes start with just a theme and then try to find what kind of story mm-hmm. I can um, I can use for that theme. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, sometimes I just have something very specific like I want to write a song about, you know, a chipmunk and
0: <laughs> please that, I want to hear that song <laughs> yeah so it, you know, so that's for that
1: that example is in, in the last album um so I spent a lot of time last year um in you know just sitting on a hammock by a little lake and there were a lot of chipmunks there <laughs> and I just love them, and I kept thinking what's the what's the word in Spanish for chipmunk and i couldn't remember so it's not a it's not ardilla, it's not a squirrel it's just very specific <laughs> and I looked it up, and the word is chichimoco. Chichimoco oh. in, in, in spanish It's a great um, word and I was like, I have to write a song with that word, so that, that
0: that's one of it. those words I think it's called onomatopoeia. is that where the word sounds like what it is <laughs> like i don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's Ch- yeah. Chichimoco,
1: Chichimoco, and it and it's just so funny. And, it just and sounds I, like the
0: sound a chipmunk would make. Chichimoco.
1: <laughs> so I wrote a song around that word, for example. I love and, that.
0: Um,
1: yeah, and I I've written for this album. Uh, I've written songs by myself, but I have also collaborated mm-hmm. with um, with other people who are in my band, and um, and you know sometimes I write lyrics and music and they write, you know, just more of the melodic stuff and the arrangement. And sometimes, you know, it's the other way around. Right. And yeah, just depends on, on the song and the, what we're trying to do.
0: What about the song Sueño on, is that from a lullaby project or it sounds like a like, lullaby?
1: Yeah. Or Swenya, no, so sorry, Swenya. Yeah. Sueña. So I, 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 wrote that one uh, by myself and, and, and I wrote it for, uh, if you listen to the song, you can hear a, a girl singing. Mm-hmm. I wrote it for her. I, I met her a few years ago. She's one of the children that you can hear, that you just heard in Alegria yeah. singing. And uh, I, she's, a, she's the daughter of uh, friends friends of ours. And, and I went to her house, actually, to record some of this um, uh, uh, singing. And she showed me that she was learning how to play the harp and sang. Her dad is a harp player, and her wow. mom is a singer, poet, and she's, she told me that her biggest dream was being able to play the harp and sing at the same time, and just like do, do that, and I was so inspired by that. Mm. I, I loved it, so uh, I wrote this song for her, really, and she, uh, I invited her to sing with me at the New Victory Theater a couple years ago. We, we had a run there mm-hmm. uh, for a week, and she was part of the show with her brother too, with years So oh this was written for Seudi Castañeda, and and she's featured on the album, singing and playing. Oh, I Park. love
0: that. And the line at the end where she's talking about Sonia, what's that line? Sueña, sueña. Oh, but I thought, no, does she not say Sonia? I thought she said your name too, or is it just Sueña? No, 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 no. <laughs> your name she kind of that. sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> she's
1: she's saying sueña sueña no dejes de soñar and that means dream dream
0: never mm. stop dream oh i want to listen to that we're going to listen to sueña okay Sleepy now. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of lulls you. It reminds me of the waves. What's the name of the other singer, the girl? Her name is Seudi.
1: Seudi Castaneda.
0: Okay. (laughs) I wanted to make sure we gave her a shout out because her Mm -hmm. voice is so beautiful. Yeah. I think it's important to have children hearing other children singing. Mm -hmm. I don't find that. A lot. Just kids hearing kids, you know. I also think that, unfortunately, these days, even before COVID, there's sort of a lack of group singing that I found in schools. You know, not all the schools have music programs anymore or choirs or even just regular singing in classrooms. Yeah. And so it seems important for all kids to hear other kids singing. And then even a bonus, like you said, if you can – incorporate other cultures like just icing on the cake
1: yeah no i mean she, she's she's <clears throat> she's quite an inspiration and she played the song live at the theater like this is you know this is a recording obviously yeah. in the studio but just seeing her play this life and seeing you know we had some school shows and all these children would see her and wow it was very inspiring yeah kids and then comment on that, like how cool it was yeah. to see this girl um, playing harp and singing. God,
0: the harp, too. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. Just yeah. such a large instrument for a small person. Yeah. And just the beauty and the clarity of it. Oh, that's. I wish I had been there. I will go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is what is next for you? What's on the horizon for you?
1: Uh, trying to figure how the next chapter (laughs) I don't know uh I um, (laughs) writing songs I guess um I'm you know obviously we're still still I'm still promoting this last album Mm -hmm. Esperanza and it's um you know it's it's going really well and I am, you know, I put out some music videos that I worked on, uh, okay. recently there's, there's one actually that shows New York a lot. So mm. it's good for New Yorkers to check out. It's called yes. Quiero Que Nueva York Sea Mi Casa and it's an homage to New York and people who chooses to choose New York to be their home. Um, and, um, and now I'm, you know, focusing on on writing new things and uh, hopefully new new collaborations, figuring out what's next after, mm-hmm. after this album. Um, it's our third album.
0: And uh,
1: we'll see. We'll see what comes next.
0: Right. Do you have an idea of the sort of flavor of the next one or you're just in the very beginning open process?
1: Staring at a blank page. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with
1: some ideas. you know. I ha- I've written some things, but I don't know, like, uh, theme-wise. Yeah. Or, you know, I have some things written, but I'm trying to kind of see what's, Yeah. Like,
0: you
1: know. I- I'm not sure yet, uh, and I'm not in a hurry. So. Right. That's always
0: a luxury yeah. to not. Although, sometimes I work best with the deadline, just like, if I have yeah. to get it done. But it is nice to have the luxury of just sitting, especially because you just released – this album, you're still promoting it. But I, I find the blank page so terrifying.
1: It is very terrifying. Um, you know, it's not completely blank, but it's blank in terms of, you know, there's, uh, I think there's space for for new ways of working and new mm-hmm. collaborations. And I'm just trying to see how it all is going to fit into this uh, project. Uh, and, like, where it wants to go. I feel like I yeah. have, like, these three albums that are pretty much in the same line also like the it's kind of you know the first album had only a couple of original songs with with two also translations adaptations Mm -hmm. uh, with original lyrics um and then the next one had eight original songs out of 12 and this last one had 12 original songs yes yay so, like, now I'm feeling the pressure of, of like, yeah, I better <laughs> write all this. I mean, there could be, obviously, you know, a cover or two, whatever. But it's just the way it turned out to be mm-hmm. in this last one. But I, I want to write. I want to write original lyrics, original music, uh, original everything. And yeah. come up with another album that speaks of just the way I'm seeing the world right now. And, um, Yeah. So I have to figure that out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, no rush. I, I love your three albums. And I just like seeing the world through your eyes. It's Those are good eyes to be seeing through. That's a weird statement. Those, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, it, It's <laughs> um, quite an honor
1: that you say that.
0: <laughs> well, also, Thank there's you. just something so... I don't have synesthesia or anything, but when I hear these songs it's, I see lots of col- colors. And when I see you in person, sometimes you are wearing like all these beautiful colors. Mm-hmm. And I just think the world can be so gray and it's good to bring all the colors and all the flavors and all the layers and the sounds makes <laughs> it much more fun, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So I'm I trying to
1: bring that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yay. Well, I normally don't play a third song, but I actually really I felt it in my soul that we need to play Fiesta Fiesta. Just okay. because that was the first thing I listened to this morning and it was like, and we're up. We are up mm-hmm. and we are partying and it's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah. Definitely.
0: So we'll we'll close after this song. Um but I wanna end with Fiesta Fiesta and I wanna say thank you so much for coming on the show today, Sonia.
1: Thank you, Deidre. Thank you for having me.
0: I love having you. And I love working with you on Lullaby. And I just hope to see you out and about soon. Soon. With your beautiful smile. Me too. At a fiesta. Okay, here's fiesta, fiesta. Fiesta, fiesta. Fiesta, fiesta. Fiesta. could you be ever in a bad mood after listening to that? It was impossible, literally, <laughs> literally impossible.
1: Thank you for for, uh, for letting me listen to those today. It's not something that you go back to your music and just listen yeah, to. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I've discovered that during this podcast that it's, it's true of all of us, I think. We just, yeah. you know, we write the songs, we put out the content, and then especially if, if it's been a while, it's not like we're listening to them all the time. You know, And it's fun no. to revisit it when you're in a different place.
1: Yes, so fun. So yeah. fun for, for that. It really, it really made me happy.
0: Yay, I, me too. Before we go, I have a few questions I ask at the end. And okay. they're just rapid fire questions. Great. Um, a songwriter who is getting you excited right now. Or that you're listening to.
1: Jorge Drexler.
0: Okay. A concert that you remember seeing through in your life that made an impact on you?
1: Ana Gabriel.
0: Where was that? In
1: Monterey when I was like five or six years oh old. Oh, my
0: gosh. That's a good memory. First. first and I first. love that you saw a concert when you were that young because I've often found, I don't know about you, sometimes people say, oh, I'm taking my child to a concert. They're 12. It's their first concert. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Earlier, earlier.
1: Take this was, was not for kids, but I loved her so much. Yeah, amazing. yeah. So
0: awesome. Okay. A piece of advice you would give a young songwriter:
1: find your unique
0: voice. I love that. Thank you again to Sonia de los Santos for coming on the show today. Everybody, check out her new stuff. Esperanza, Alegria, check out all of the albums and we'll link to this in the show notes so people can find you. See when you're playing next. Maybe you'll hear a lullaby or two from me and Sonia in the coming months at (laughs) Carnegie Hall. There's a SoundCloud for lullabies which I can link to. And a reminder to everyone that I play every day during the week at 1pm on Facebook Live. They're called Deidre's Daily Piano Snacks. (laughs) And I just improvise for about 15 minutes um, just for fun. If you would like to support the music, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash the song inside. You can always leave comments. Please share all the things, you know, all the things. And until next time, remember that everyone has a song inside, including you.